Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And it's happy Tuesday, July. I'm sorry, July. January 10. Boy, we're getting right through the year. January 10, 2023. And uh, welcome to Elijah Streams. We're going to bring Roger Stone on in just a few minutes. Uh, here's a very quick and important update from 107 regarding the Brunson case. He just texted this to me. I'm going to read it from my handheld note. So this was just texted to me minutes ago. And so he's saying this to me, Steve, just so you know, we were prepared for the court's ruling on the Brunson case. We, we have up to five appeals that can happen is what he's saying. Also, there is a second identical case coming up through the ranks that is being argued differently. And now, now we perfect the claim or the case or the remedy. The court is very aware of all this. It is a case of first impression. We have several opportunities to get it right. This is far from over. We have we are very encouraged. We we will have much more in about two weeks. Some of you may remember, even when Lloyd Brunson was on the program, he said there's two cases. He just said it really fast. And I've seen Lloyd a couple or three times and watched him, so I can't vouch for exactly the words he used when he was on our program, but I've heard him say two or three times, that there are two identical cases working out. One was at, now at the Supreme Court, which is the one that was just turned down. There's another one that was working its way from another appeals court. I don't know all of the ins and outs of which are which appeals or district or whatever courts are, but uh, if they get something wrong on one, they fix it in process so that by the time it gets up there again, they're more likely to accept it. So if if you or we felt like, okay, it was all over, it's not all over. So that's, I think that's pretty clear. So be encouraged, uh, as I certainly am. So, all right, here, before we bring in Roger Stone, here's a great spot regarding our wells in Uganda. Giving a cup of cold water is a simple way to show someone they are valued, that you care about them. When Jesus talks about this, Maybe what he was trying to say, if someone cares enough to stop and think about what you need or what might help you, and they actually do something about it, wow, sacrificing for the benefit of another, that is loving your neighbor. Thank you for loving us, for giving us a cup of cold water. You give me a cup of cold water. And me. And me. And me. And me. And me. And me. My goodness, that young woman can preach and teach. Uh, she wasn't reading from a script, and she didn't appear to have a memory. She was just sharing from the heart. But what a good teacher she is about, you know, maybe if you're thinking about this, that you'll stop just to help somebody, you know. So she begins to elaborate not just on water, but the principle of what it all means, helping someone else and being a good neighbor. Very impressive. So thanks again for your support of these wells. All right, let's bring in Roger Stone. So it's time for Prophets and Patriots. Here we go. Roger Stone, good to see you. It's delighted to be here. Let me get in yeah, it's, it's been a while. So um, how have you been? Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, God Thank bless you. you. I hope you had a blessed and joyous Christmas season. Uh, and uh, 
I look forward to the next year, a year of spiritual battle uh, with yeah. optimism uh, and spirit, uh, never discouraged. Uh, it's outrageous in terms of the bias against Christians uh, in this country, uh, the yeah. mass media uh, ignoring of truths and facts to weave a phony a narrative about virtually everything, whether it's COVID vaccinations or elections uh, or the rising crime uh, in our country. Uh, on the other hand, um, I was born for a time such as this. I mean, I'm, I'm a political warrior. It's what I've done my whole life. I'm proud to have worked for three American presidents, three campaigns for the great Ronald Reagan, 1976, 1980, and 1984. Uh, then, uh, of course, uh, my work for President Richard Nixon uh, in his post-presidential years, as well as working in both the 1968 and 72 campaigns, although I was fairly young. Um, I did have a paid position in both of them. It was a kind of a, a, a dream come true. Yeah. And then, of course, later my 43-year friendship with Donald Trump, which wow. uh, you know, which got me targeted, as I think all your viewers know, uh, in a politically motivated uh, witch hunt resulting in truly a Soviet-style trial in D.C. in which all reasonable legal defenses were denied me in which uh, evidence was uh, with uh, exculpatory testimony was withheld from my defense lawyers. I mean, it was a, a fugazi, as they say in New York. It was a fraud, but um, I have bounced back uh, from that. And uh, I've now experienced, as you know, uh, the sixth miracle that Christ has worked in my life. That's amazing. Amazing. Well, we're going to get into that. I want to hear about these miracles. Uh, you and I talked, or we, we were communicating online, and yesterday you said Robin Bullock, who you've been in touch with, gave you a sort of life directive. Tell, and I asked you if it's okay if you share that. So what, what is it that Robin uh, it, it, It's very interesting that um, uh, after my pardon, a number of prominent prophets, people I admire, true men and women of God, including Robin Bullock uh, and uh, Barry, of course, uh, and also Donna uh, Clement uh, Petruska, the daughter of Clint, Kim Clement. Uh, for Christmas, Donna gave me uh, Kim Clement's personal Bible. Wow. Which wow. he not only signed, but he has footnoted, highlighted, all kinds of side notes. Uh, it may be the most valuable material possession that I have. I treasure it. Uh, it's the Bible I read from now every day. Uh, and uh, uh, it is uh, uh, it is not without redemption that I didn't survive this effort to destroy me, not because I lied, but simply because I was loyal to Donald Trump and a mm. hate object for the for the deep state. Uh, but the most recent uh, miracle, the one thing of the three of those three and other uh, 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 prophets told me was that my role now was to speak. Robin Bullock specifically said. Uh, when the when the stone is released, the giant will fall. It is Robin's contention that the stone is still in the air. That is what I do every day. Uh, but his other clear message, I get this in my own prayers. Uh, Randy Coggins, uh, Pastor Randy Coggins has seen this, another uh, man of Christ, uh, is to speak to as broad an audience as, as I possibly can. Well, I'm somewhat challenged by the fact that um, I was banned for life on Twitter in 2017. I had 980,000 followers, just under a million. Wow. Uh, I was banned for uh, 
for uh, inappropriate content that violated their community standards, but they never articulated what those uh, community standards were. So I was one of the first people banned for life. I was subsequently banned for life at Facebook and Instagram based hmm. on a uh, unproven testimony that came up uh, in my criminal trial uh, that I owned hundreds of fake Facebook profiles. No evidence of that could be found. That's because it's not true. Uh, it never has been true, but it was used as an excuse to ban me on Facebook and that banned you on Instagram. So, it, it, you know, I, look, I love Truth Social. Uh, I like Gab. I like Telegram. Uh, I, I, I'm so-so on Getter, but I think it's important uh, to use them, but it, it allows us to, to reach mostly people who already agree with us. Yeah. Christians, conservative, Republicans, free thinkers, libertarians, uh, and so on. Uh, and then, uh, so I filled out the forms and sent them into Twitter, never expecting that my, that my Twitter feed would be reinstated. I didn't lobby anyone. I didn't call anyone. I didn't push it uh, online. Uh, and then suddenly, miraculously, uh, my Twitter profile was restored. Wow. Uh, and uh, although many of my followers had disappeared, many of them may have been bots, as we now know, uh, but I was down to about 25,000, I think, when I was restored. Today, I'm at about 300 and. 50, That's uh, huge. I mean, one length of time did it take you to get from 20 to 300? It's been approximately a month. Pardon me. That's huge. I mean, nobody grow, nobody <laughs> that I've heard of grew that fast. Maybe so, Trump did. So uh, my point, of course, now is that I, I'm using this to speak uh, as Robin and others uh, admit to speak the truth, speak God's truth. Uh, it, it is a great way to reach millions of people. Uh, and it is a, it's a necessary part of the fight. I mean, look, I, I here are the six miracles that Christ has worked in my life because I reached a point when I was under attack. Uh, I had wandered from the church. I, I was uh, I was uh, baptized as a Catholic. I always considered myself a believer, but I wasn't walking in his way. I wasn't following his rules. Uh, yes, I was a libertine. I admit it. Uh, so it was 30 years ago. Uh, but a time came when I was, you know, facing certain death in a federal penitentiary, uh, sans some miracle, uh, that I uh, had an opportunity to meet uh, Reverend Franklin Graham, many, many other uh, priests, rabbis, pastors, bishops were telling me to turn to Christ. Uh, and I was reading the Bible, but I, there was still no connection. I wasn't feeling it. I was reading Psalms. I was reading Proverbs, but I wasn't finding the motivation uh, and the faith that I was looking for. And then after a brief conversation with Franklin Graham, who was riveting when he told me, turn your, you know, confess your sins, turn the whole burden over to Christ. And I guarantee you, he will deliver you from your persecutors. He will save you one way or another. Uh, you know, put your faith in the Lord because the stress is going to kill you, man. Uh, and wow. uh, and I went out in a field with 200 others. I confessed my sins in an open field. I wasn't shamed or embarrassed. Uh, and it was like cement box being lifted from my shoulders. I came, I came home and my wife said, uh, you were despondent when you left here the, this, uh, to go to this revival. Uh, now you have a bounce in your step. And I said, sweetheart, it's all, in, it's all in his hands now. It's all going to be fine. And of course it was because President Donald Trump uh, 
at the very last minute stepped in and commuted uh, what was surely a, uh, a death sentence, prison sentence in a Georgia prison. Uh, then I got an unconditional pardon and Christmas of 2020 is miracle number two. Uh, then shortly uh, after um, I was pardoned, my wife was diagnosed with stage four cancer. Uh, and uh, she chose a combination of traditional medicine, but also uh, alternative medicine. Uh, and uh, the doctors were not terribly optimistic. But I'm happy to tell you today, as of right now, we're, uh, about 19 months, she is cancer free. Wow. The healing power of Jesus Christ. Prayer chains, uh, the support of tens of thousands of people because we lost not all of our insurance, but, but much of our insurance uh, when we also lost our home, our savings. Uh, I was gagged, so I couldn't speak. I couldn't even do the best and worst dressed uh, list uh, that year. So uh, it, it has, uh, there's, there's your next miracle, number three, January 6th. I'm sorry, I come outside the hotel, never leave the hotel grounds to stretch my legs, decide that I'm not going to the Ellipse, I'm not going to march to the Capitol, I'm going to go to the Capitol. Although I'd never planned to go there in any event, I spoke the night before. Uh, any claim or assertion or implication that uh, I knew in advance about was involved in or condoned any illegal activity uh, is categorically false. And despite the best effort of Adam Schiff and those shysters, mm. that, that committee could find no evidence to the contrary because it's simply not true. I know nothing other than I gave a speech on January 5th. Uh, I said uh, in that speech that what we face today was not just a political struggle between left and right. It was not just between Republicans and Democrats. It was a struggle between dark and light, uh, a, a struggle between good and evil, uh, a struggle between between the godly and the godless. And then if we did not win this spiritual battle, that America would step off into a thousand years of darkness. CNN said that that comment uh, was, uh, was uh, engendering or advocating violence. No, that was a, my assertion of a of a biblical based belief uh, and their claim that it was somehow improper. That, that's anti-Christian bigotry is, mm -hmm. is, what, is what that is. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I was in a uh, horrific car accident the day after the election. Uh, I was visiting uh, my friend uh, Mike Lindell uh, and we were, I was headed to his studio in Memphis with uh, Brandon Howes, who hosts uh, uh, Lindell TV one on frankspeech.com, a great Christian himself, good man, very good man. Uh, and um, the car I was riding in uh, was T-boned mm. uh, by, a, uh, by a, a guy who was, I think, just distracted uh, in a big pickup truck. And um, the car was totaled. The two, it was a rented SUV. Uh, the two security guys I were with in the front seat got cut up pretty badly, but no serious injuries. They both, they required stitches. Uh, the airbags went off. The car was completely totaled. Uh, and I walked away literally without a scratch. So uh, believe me, I believe I have the divine yeah. protection uh, of, the, of, uh, uh, of the Lord because, uh, you know, I honestly think my life was spared for a purpose. Uh, it's why the attacks on me and my wife just don't end. So uh, despite the fact that I'm pardoned, despite the fact that there's no evidence that I did anything improper on January 6th, I'm, uh, my wife and I are the target of what is called 
lawfare. That's when uh, Democrats, left-wing front groups, uh, atheists, uh, extremists, uh, but people who can raise money or have money file these completely frivolous, baseless, groundless, harassment, civil lawsuits against you, which, of course, they get giant headlines when you're accused of doing something you haven't done. Uh, and uh, you have to defend these in court and get them dismissed. Uh, you can't not show up. You cannot not provide lawyers uh, because they would get a default judgment against you. Mm. It's my pardon. Uh, we have had 17 of these cases filed, including a case from the Department of Justice uh, on behalf of the IRS, which has now been settled, and the government withdrew all of the specious claims that we either underreported income or did not accurately report our assets, which was completely false, uh, and uh, we've reached an equitable settlement. They also withdraw the claim that we were living a lavish lifestyle. They also withdrew the claim that we were that we were siphoning money. They had never. I had meticulous tax records uh, in that matter was settled, but that litigation probably cost, you know, $120,000 over time. Uh, and I, and uh, so anyway, today there are 11 such suits. Uh, there were 117. We prevailed in six. We will ultimately prevail in all of them. The most expensive and difficult one is one in which President Trump and I are being sued together with a host of others, most of whom I do not know claiming that on January 6th, we somehow endangered the life uh, of three Capitol Hill policemen. However, the three Capitol policemen's lawsuit is being financed by a left-wing legal outfit that is completely funded by George Soros. Uh, it, so uh, we, we have filed a motion for dismissal on the basis that I know nothing about the issues at hand. Uh, uh, the president has done the same thing. But the D.C. courts, uh, for all I know, this will ultimately go to trial uh, and, uh, you know, I have to fight it. So uh, in all honesty, uh, the while getting back on Twitter is hope is doing very well in terms of selling some of my books again, something that's very yeah. hard to do on the limited social media where we where we are. There is really not a month in which my wife's uninsured ongoing medical expenses, which are decreasing, but still there. Uh, and the basic cost of living, and no, we do not live lavishly, to say the least, uh, or and when combined with my legal bills, are not more than I'm generating in income uh, by writing and speaking and selling products and so on. So folks uh, who want to help us uh, can go to stonefamilyfund.com. It's right there on the bottom. I will bless you if you do. Yeah. So many of your listeners have helped us. Uh, we are so grateful for that. I write a handwritten note to every single one of them. Wow. Uh, we, we could never have been sustained in this fight had I not redeemed myself in the blood of Christ, had I not called on him. Uh, it gave me the strength to raise the three-plus million dollars I needed to pay lawyers. But today I'm being attacked by some of the most vicious, uh, unscrupulous, unethical New York uh, uh, lawyers and D.C.-based lawyers. These people are... Uh, they're not attorneys. They are hitmen. They know that they have no legitimate action against us, but they're very quick with the press release. Uh, and, uh, you know, all of it, of course, is is terrifically sensationalized. Uh, I'm using my voice at Twitter uh, and in podcasts 
Uh, for example, I'm going to be with uh, Mel Kay soon. I love Mel Kay. Oh, yeah, we oh. do too. She, she is terrific. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Yeah, we love her here. We've had her many times on the program. She's she's just very uh, pri- priceless, I think is the word. Yeah, she, she's terrific. So um, I am uh, I'm very optimistic uh, going forward for the new year. I think my role uh, is, a, as a, as Robin Bullock said, is to speak. Uh, I am uh, I am I am in communication with the former president. Uh, it's always you know he lives 45 minutes uh, north of me. Uh, it has always been my position for 40 years that the conversations we have are privileged. So people say, well, what does he say? And I, well, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to tell you that he's in a good mood. I'm happy to tell you that he was that he was prayerful. I was happy to tell you that he was somewhat outraged. But beyond that, I've never been very specific. Yeah. I do. I I am mindful of Kim Clement's very clear prophecy that Donald Trump would serve two terms. Now, Clement did not say two consecutive terms. He didn't say eight years, uh, but he very clearly said uh, two terms. Uh, And I I still believe just from a practical political point of view uh, that uh, Donald Trump is the last best hope for the country. I think he's got one more fight in him. Uh, and I'm just I can tell you this, seeing what's happening to the country is breaking his heart, seeing the destruction of the most prosperous, booming economy in our history, uh, which was destroyed. He had destroyed himself, essentially, through the uh, through the covid-19 mandates yeah. uh, to, to see that great accomplishment, the most robust economy in American history, record number of jobs created, record number of wage increases, record uh, unemployment among all people, Asians, Hispanics, black, white, young, old, uh, to see uh, America respected around the world because we had rearmed ourselves and rebuilt up our military strength, which had been allowed to atrophy uh, under uh, Barack Obama. And, and, uh, uh, and now seeing us humiliated in Afghanistan, uh, the instinct there wasn't wrong to bring our troops home in that Joe Biden was following a policy started by President Donald Trump. Trump mm. in 2016, enough of these endless wars that are costing us billions in our treasure when I can't tell what our inherent national interest is. So Trump had withdrawn many troops uh, from the Middle East. The idea was to withdraw all of them, to do it, uh, you know, seriatim. Uh, but it was the way in which Biden did it. We have this expensive drone technology. When Trump withdrew troops, he would keep the enemy within the country pinned down with drones for a period after our retreat uh, until the local our local allies could maintain stability. In the case of, of Biden, Biden just basically walked out, used not all, all drone strikes stopped the day he became president. They never really did. I didn't know I, I didn't know either of those that. Trump was doing that with drones to keep it at bay or that or that it stopped. Well, well, I, think, it be- I think Donald Trump is at heart uh, an anti-interventionist. Uh, he, he ran on a pledge to end the endless foreign wars yeah, he did. given to us by the the globalists, given to us by the Bushes, sold to us. Uh, uh, he's the only president in modern times who can honestly say that he started no new wars. Uh, and the truth is, with a strong America, you had a more stable planet. Uh, the uh, this is why 
uh, I firmly believe if Trump had been in the White House, there would be no war in Ukraine right now. I do too. I do I mean, too. Steve, Steve, we signed a treaty in 1994, President Ronald Reagan and Gorbachev, uh, in Budapest, where we specifically agreed that the Ukraine would be a neutral buffer zone and that we would not push Ukraine to join NATO and thus mount uh, offensive nuclear missiles on the ground in Ukraine pointed at Russia. Uh, we are, we're acting today. This war is in violation. Oh, wow. Of, I didn't know that. That treaty. This is what Putin is really fighting for. The idea that Putin wants to control or run Ukraine as a puppet state is not financially even sustainable. And he knows that uh, his his goal is to shut down the the bioweapons labs that oh, that the this administration blurted out do exist, and then they tried to walk it back, but they do exist. We've seen documentation of that, and he doesn't want offensive missiles po pointed at Russia. Think of John F. Kennedy in 1962. Right. Uh, when the Cubans put uh, nuclear missiles in, uh, 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 in, pardon me, the Russians put them in Cuba, right. 90 miles off of our shore. Uh, America comes to the brink of a nuclear war over this, what people don't know is that John Kennedy and Robert Kennedy made a secret uh, deal with Khrushchev to remove our missiles from Turkey and Italy, just shifting the basis of power uh, in the uh, in the Eastern and European front uh, in return for a pledge to withdraw the missiles from Cuba. But the agreement had no on-site inspection in Cuba. To this day, we're not certain whether the missiles ever left uh, there. But that was classified for 40 years. We only recently uh, learned this. Well, now, I, um, you know, you had mentioned just a few minutes ago about uh, uh, Trump and uh, was done with uh, endless new wars and all of that. I don't know if you're aware, if you've ever seen uh, Donay play that clip. Uh, it obviously was years before he died, but probably around 07, but... Cam Clement from the stage started, he had, of course, he had his keyboard and he started saying, and he got the whole audience who suddenly started chanting it with him. He kept saying, no more war. Did yeah. you ever see that clip? I, I, that I, was, I have seen that. I Look, mean, I think, I yeah. Think a, yeah, I know. I think that, uh, that there is a, there is a uh, huge constituency uh, in the Republican party in the country who recognize uh, uh, what is really going on, but let's be candid. This the media in this country has had a very aggressive propaganda ca campaign to yeah. magnify the deficiencies in Vladimir Putin uh, and to bury the many, many questions uh, about uh, the Ukraine uh, under Zelensky. I mean, it is, it, people do not recognize that all political parties have been outlawed in Ukraine, but the party of Zelensky, all of his political opponents in the last election have been arrested. Journalists have been arrested. Newspapers, TVs, radios, uh, stations have been shut down. Uh, the, the Orthodox church is officially banned. So a Christian church is officially banned because, uh, he's afraid that some members there have Russian sympathies. Uh, that's not a democracy. So when no. they say, Oh, this is a, they're our democratic ally and they're fighting, uh, you know, authoritarianism. No, uh, they are. They are the authoritarian. Putin is an authoritarian and a thug. We have no love for Putin, although 
today, I do think Christians are treated better in Russia than they are in the United States. And I could wow. never, given the atheistic and godless nature of communism, I could never have seen that back when I was in the trenches uh, for Barry Goldwater or, or Ronald Reagan. I would never have believed that. What, um, let me change the subject a little bit to the, the whole January 6th. And of course, it was just a show trial. It wasn't really a trial. It was one side against. It's really extraordinary. A woman, a woman named Cassidy Hutchison, who I have never heard of, testifies under oath that on January 5th, uh, President Reagan directed his chief of staff, Mark Meadows, to call me and General Flynn to ask us what was going to happen on January 6th. President Trump, you mean? I think you said Reagan, but you mean I'm Trump. I'm sorry, I meant President Trump. I yeah, okay. So President, she said, President Trump ordered his chief of staff, Mark Meadows, uh, to call uh, Stone and Flynn to find out what was going to happen on January 6th. Now, no such phone call ever took place. I've never spoken to Mark Meadows on the phone. I've never communicated with him. I searched. I met him once when he was a congressman in a green room at Fox, but... I had no communications with him. Checking with General Flynn, he has the same relationship. He's never spoken to him on the phone. He had no communication. So she perjures herself. Then she goes on to say that Meadows was on his way to a war room in the Willard Hotel where there was a meeting of others that she convinced him not to go, but she understood Stone and Flynn later debriefed him about the meeting. There is no meeting. There is no war room. There is no conversation. Uh, General Flynn and I had no idea what was going to happen the next day. Uh, but uh, and there, therefore, this this notion that we attended a meeting is whole cloth. So she perjured herself twice. Now, this is a witness that we know was tweeting to her friends that this investigation was a joke. Then she was subsequently applied for a job on the president's staff in Florida as he was making the transition. If she was so concerned about the morality or the righteousness of Donald Trump, why was she applying for a job with him? Why, right. did, she turn, why did she turn only after she was denied that job? Then we now know she testified in six mm. separate sessions and she decided to become a media darling. She decided to become a pawn of the Democrats. I know that her testimony regarding me is false. That violates the 10 commandments. She bore forced false witness. The media has a field day with that. I put out a statement denying it, but of course I didn't, I wasn't on Twitter then. So very few would see my statement deny it. It's guilt by association is the great tactic uh, of the left. Uh, and it is, it is truly outrageous. I want to ask you about the whole Ashley Babbitt. I looked on the notes cause we were looking at some of your other programming and I believe you called it the, if I'm, if I'm seeing the quote, right, that, you called it the Ashley, or that it was called the Ashley Babbitt murder. What did you have some thoughts on Ashley Babbitt? Yes, I, I do. Look, I had the opportunity to meet Ashley Babbitt's mother, Mickey Whithoff, who unbelievably was arrested by the Capitol Hill police for jaywalking uh, on January 6th. She was down there for a memorial uh, for her daughter. To, for those who don't know, Ashley Babbitt was the unarmed, uh, decorated Air Force veteran who was shot and killed in cold blood inside the Capitol yeah. without warning. She was menacing no one. Uh, she, she was trespassing, but uh, that's the extent of her crime. She was arbitrarily shot and killed 
uh, by Michael Byrd, a Capitol Hill police officer. And rather than being prosecuted for her murder, because that's still murder, uh, no shouted warning, I might add, uh, he's been given a medal by Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden. Uh, and uh, Mickey Whithoff is a strong woman. Uh, losing a child is a horrific thing. I can't even imagine it. Mm. Uh, and we prayed together. Uh, and uh, it's a perfect example. They have video that shows the actual murder of Ashley Babbitt. They but do. They, they didn't show that in their hearing. They know where Officer Michael Byrd is. They didn't. He didn't testify. There's a case of a second woman, Roseanne Boyland, that is even oh, just as shocking. She was bludgeoned to death with a baton, uh, after which she was crushed under a, a just a giant uh, uh, crowd of people being jammed by the police into this tunnel. Uh, she was literally crushed to death. Uh, her official uh, autopsy says she died of a drug overdose. She was beaten senseless with a nightstick. You can see it in the video. Uh, but of course, they didn't show that video. They didn't have uh, that female officer uh, testify. So uh, the whole January 6th thing, the purpose of this is very clear. In the one hand, those on the left tell us Donald Trump is spent. He's, he's damaged. He's cranky. He's this. He's that. He's, he's living it up, playing too much golf. Uh, in the next breath, they say, however, we must convict him of some crime which legally prohibits him from running because we're afraid to run against Donald Trump again. He beat them once, the most improbable victory in American his, uh, presidential history. Uh, and he most likely, uh, there's certainly more than sufficient evidence of inaccuracies, uh, anomalies, uh, and uh, irregularities in the 2020 election, which the courts have been generally unwilling to examine, and when they have examined them, they have willfully just uh, rejected them. Uh, but it is a it is a very very broken system. Uh, but uh, they're definitely afraid to run against Trump. I still think that Trump uh, will serve two terms, as Kim Clement said. Uh, I'm committed to uh, helping him get there. Uh, many, many people um, are enamored of my Florida home state governor uh, DeSantis. Uh, I say the proof is in the pudding. So, yes, I really liked it when he asked the state Supreme Court to uh, to impanel a grand jury to investigate whether the manufacturers of COVID-19 vaccination and those who advocated it misled the people of Florida. But people need to know the governor signed a law giving such people full legal immunity. So it's a kind of a politician's trick to uh, he was an early advocate uh, for the safety and effectiveness of the vaccination. Uh, really disturbing is his appointment of a guy named David Kerner, who as a Palm Beach County commissioner set up a, a, a stormtrooper-like hit group, his COVID-19, uh, 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 I think it was uh, COVID-19 uh, team that would go into businesses uh, or just, to, just harassing homeowners businesses, individuals. Mm. They would go into stores, take videos of people who were not masked, uh, and then seek to fine those people. They would uh, mm. threaten uh, uh, merchants to, uh, to not admit anybody without a mask. They would close down anybody who defied them. They would actually contact employers and seek to get people who refused or declined to wear a mask fired from their jobs. This guy, David Kerner, 
uh, out of the blue endorsed Ron DeSantis' re-election. He's a leftist Democrat socialist. Uh, and lo and behold, Governor DeSantis has now appointed this guy uh, to, a, uh, to head the State Department of Motor Vehicles. This smells to me like a pretty stinky quid pro quo. Mm. Uh, and, this, and this guy, he, he, uh, this guy is responsible for thousands of deaths. He, he is, he is uh, responsible for ruining the lives of tens of thousands of people uh, with his uh, strong arm uh, tactics uh, on the COVID-19 vaccination. Uh, and he claims that his that his COVID-19 task force, all of whom went around in military units and in uniforms, harassing citizens and merchants, set up a hotline, a snitch line, where people could snitch on their neighbors. So if I didn't like the guy across the street, I could call and say, wow, I saw Steve Schultz out there. I'm telling you, he and his wife aren't wearing masks. Uh, it's, it, it is the worst uh, form of uh, back mm. Nazism. But Governor yeah. Santos has now appointed this guy to head uh, the Department of Motor Vehicles, a major responsibility and connected, of course, because those records are connected to the voting records, uh, crucial in the whole area of election integrity. Uh, there, are, There's a petition at change.org for people who want to look it up. This guy's name is David Kerner, uh, and he is a very bad guy. Uh, Governor DeSantis uh, talks a good game, uh, and I like uh, some of the things that he's done, uh, but I can tell you, he told us specifically uh, that he uh, would not allow the teaching of CRT or race or gender lies in the curriculum of the Florida public schools. He signed an executive order. Uh, he fined uh, school boards uh, or threatened to uh, who did not uh, who did not adhere to this policy. But I can also tell you that right now in Broward County, the largest county in the state, we have just adopted a public school curriculum uh, endorsed and pushed to us by the ADL. Uh, and it is white anti-Christian racism of the, of the worst of variety, and it's happening again. And I know that there are several other counties who have adopted this curriculum. So the governor said this wasn't going to happen. We we're waiting for him to take some act. He also said uh, that if they were going to have these uh, drag queen shows, uh, in the United States, uh, probably in the state of Florida, uh, as entertainment. People have a right to go see that. Consenting adults have a right to go see that, even though it's not something we might go see. Right. Uh, but they were supposed to be barring children. Uh, in fact, uh, children have been at the shows. There's a special price for children. There's a price break. In some places, your children get in free. Uh, there were several of these shows uh, between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, Christian activists uh, raised hell with the governor. The governor sent a very strong letter to the venues, uh, but of course nobody has been stopped or, or prosecuted. Again, consent consenting adults should be allowed to do what they want. Totally, uh, yeah. I mean, that's when, true. When you pull in children, uh, this becomes a completely that's different terrible. issue. Uh, so, uh, you know, we, we wait the governor's uh, action on that. Uh, look, I like his Surgeon General. Uh, but the truth is we had masks here in Florida for two years of Ron DeSantis's governorship. Uh, and then he got religion uh, and uh, he was uh, brave in the in uh, in uh, ending the mask mandates. But right now, in all honesty, Steve, at Broward General Hospital, if you are a nurse uh, working in the emergency room uh, and you are unvaccinated and you refuse to wear a mask at all times, 
uh, you're you're subject to probable termination. Even so, in Florida, so in Florida, governor, that's still going on. Yeah. So the point, of course, is Governor DeSantis signed an executive order that bars any public or private entity from requiring anyone to wear a mask. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And specifically bars it in the schools. Uh, but it's it's all creeping back now and happening again. Uh, the governor's, uh, you know, he won a giant victory on this record that I liked. I voted for him. Uh, but his follow through on these issues, mm. you know, is not what everybody thinks is. So those out there in the country who are very excited about Ron DeSantis recognize he went to Yale. He went to Harvard. He, he comes out of the the neocon wing of the party when he was in the Congress. Uh, he uh, Jeb Bush was not at his first inauguration. Uh, who's standing beaming in the front uh, row of Ron's second uh, inauguration, but Jeb Bush, uh, a man Nixon used to tell me is known hmm. by those who surround him. Well, look, yeah. at, look who's for him. Well, let's see. Uh, uh, Paul Ryan is for him. Uh, Megan McCain uh, is is for him. Uh, Jeb Bush uh, is for Jeez, him. Man, you know this is very this is very suspicious. He's raised 150 million dollars. But the money he has raised comes mostly from globalists who would like to extinguish the MAGA wing of the party. Jeez. Let me ask you a question about what just happened. Uh, we had this showdown in Congress, and it looked like on, by the time we got to the 15th vote, uh, I don't know if the official number is 10 or 12 different Freedom Caucus people got one a concession after another after another from in order to to get him as speaker and trump seemed to be behind it all what can you say about any of that that went down or or well, what was accomplished first of all i think there is a at the end of the day of this internal family struggle we have a, a satisfactory uh a conclusion not perhaps the conclusion that i would have preferred uh but i'm going to defer to the president on this i have uh, I, I'm not uh, a fan of Kevin McCarthy, largely because I saw him take party money and special interest money, millions of dollars, uh, and put it into congressional races where really, truly viable America first uh, Christian based candidacies had an excellent chance uh, and kneecapped them. Uh, Joe Kent uh, in Washington State, Mike Crispy uh, in New Jersey. Laura Loomer uh, in Florida, just uh, R.J. Majewski uh, in Ohio. Really good candidates who were able to raise substantial money and had an excellent prospect. Uh, McCarthy would uh, undercut them in primaries to ensure that whoever was elected was loyal not to Donald Trump, but to Kevin McCarthy. That's why his 200 and whatever it was, 210 or 213 votes that he had never budged. They were bought and paid for. McCarthy has financed the campaigns of all these incumbents oh, if wow. they get in trouble. Uh, and they get in trouble when they get to Washington and they forget they were elected as conservatives. I mean, Ben Sass just left uh, the Senate. Ben Sass ran as a conservative who believed in, in American values, uh, yet he's been a leading critic uh, of Donald Trump and a, a water boy for the deep state and the media. Uh, so... Uh, they get to Washington and they forget why they came here to begin with. 
Some of them do not. Rand Paul has not. Jim Jordan yeah. has not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, look, I think I said it on this program. If not, I said it everywhere. I predicted that the red wave would be a pink drizzle. Uh, I said that if we won by 25 votes or 35 votes, uh, that all would be lost. Really? That McCarthy would be in full control. He would easily be elected speaker. He could pursue any agenda or rules that he wanted. And I'm convinced that at the end of the day, particularly given his uh, his uh, treachery in January 6th, where we saw and heard the videos of him inaccurately and falsely blaming Trump uh, and telling uh, Trump he should resign uh, and then saying he's going to tell Pence when he's president to prosecute Trump. This is all caught on tape. We also have Kevin McCarthy contacting Twitter saying, could you shut down the Twitter pages of these Republican members of Congress because they were criticizing uh, his lack of leadership? So he is, a, you know, he is a question mark, in my opinion. Uh, I thought things were advantageous to have a, a thin group, a small group with leverage. Matt yeah. Gates is a, is a riverboat gambler. Uh, he is a brilliant legislative tactician. He understands the rules because he served in the Florida House before he served in the U.S. House. Uh, he uh, understands the media and how to play them. He understands how to be interesting. Notice his letter to the architect of the House telling him that McCarthy didn't, hadn't been elected, but had already moved into the suite of offices. That really? Really? Yes, it was a classic matter of theater. He said, this guy's a squatter. He hasn't been elected yet. Uh, and it, this one, an epic... Uh, 12 rounds, uh, Gates very skillfully passed when his name was called uh, the first time, was out of the chamber knowing that at the end of the roll call, his name would be recalled and he have, would have a chance to record his vote. By the time that happened, Kevin McCarthy was one vote short of being speaker. Had Gates voted for McCarthy, he would have been speaker. Gates, who understands drama, voted present, requiring another ballot. The supreme oh, wow. victory. Uh, what Gates got in backroom negotiations uh, were huge concessions in terms of committee leadership, huge concessions of, in terms of the agenda, uh, particularly on big ticket items like spending and debt, where uh, our current debt is just unsustainable. The, and they were, were now operating on printing press money. Uh, they wanted... Uh, they want to pursue an investigation into the FBI's role in suppressing the First Amendment rights of Americans uh, and other corruption in the FBI, uh, which we have seen shockingly uh, revealed uh, by Twitter uh, and in other instances. Uh, they want an investigation of Joe and Hunter Biden. Uh, it, it, if you had articles of impeachment against Donald Trump for nothing, clearly Hunter Biden saying, I'm holding 10% for the big guy uh, is an indictable offense. The big yes, guy, as we know from his business partner, Bobolinsky, is a reference to Joe Biden. Now we learn that Joe Biden himself was harboring classified documents. Right. Violation of the law. But he had them housed in his office uh, at a foundation, a nonprofit funded with $54 million from communist China. Oh, man. Uh, those, those documents are on the computer service uh, control uh, that the Chinese have access to. I'm told they're very sensitive documents. So our, some of our country's national security secrets have been revealed to Joe Biden 
which is why they call him China Joe. Uh, it makes this whole a mockery of this effort to harass Donald Trump about documents that he may or may not have had uh, in Florida. They, for example, reported that among the documents seized was uh, my, my uh, presidential pardon papers. What they seized was a copy of it to which I had inscribed it and given it to him as a gift with a thank you. Really? What, yes, it was in his desk, and that is what was retrieved. But that's not how it's reported uh, in the not even, not even. The actual document is on file at the Justice Department, I believe. That's good. I have a question about is there, I don't know if it's called a rumor, but I've seen these lists, but is it true that of all the concessions that were gotten in order for uh, McCarthy to be speaker, is it true that one person can can ask for the chair to be vacated? Yes, is that this is a very important principle. So yeah. uh, since 1837, it has always been a rule of the House that any member in a privileged motion, meaning it could not be tabled, uh, has the authority or the uh, or the legal authority to make a motion to vacate the chair. That means remove remove the Speaker of the House, uh, and uh, it is it has been that way until Nancy Pelosi became Speaker. She then changed the law so uh, or the rule so that it had to be endorsed by the majority caucus uh, of the of the of either party, uh, and uh, that of course put her in complete control. Uh, we wanted this move back to one member. Uh, Kevin McCarthy did not want to do that. He counterproposed five members. You see, he wants to make sure that if he doesn't keep his promises, he can't be removed. Hmm. Uh, and um, uh, in the end, he relented. And that goes back to the historic one. Now, if you read uh, some hysterical voices on Twitter and elsewhere, this is uh, unreasonable that the, the rebels are being unreasonable. No, I think that's quite reasonable. Uh, uh, good, good members are moving into key positions. Rhinos are, in some cases, being discarded. Uh, the rules that were adopted were excellent. I think they're everything that Gates and Lauren Boebert uh, and Andy Biggs uh, and the other patriots uh, were able to get as a concession. And now we have to go forward and hold McCarthy's feet to the fire on all of these issues. Uh, it, it is, we finally do have, uh, we've broken the the complete monopoly on our federal government by a crazed uh, left-wing, progressive, woke, anti-Christian Democratic Party. The Democratic Party of Harry Truman, the Democratic Party of John F. Kennedy, that party doesn't exist anymore. Mm. There are no moderate Democrats. There's some corporate Democrats, but there are no moderate Democrats. And AOC and the squad wagged the tail in that party, pulling the party further and further to the left. We've sent $100 billion to Ukraine, but we have 387,000, pardon me, 367,000 homeless veterans in this country. Uh, it, it is uh, so shameful. It, it really is. So uh, I look, I, I, as I say, I go into the year uh, optimistic. Yeah. Uh, it, it is uh, uh, Mrs. Stone uh, as a result of, uh, of her uh, cancer treatment and some lymph nodes that had to be removed from her uh, underarm suffers from lymphedema. Mm. Uh, it's very painful. Uh, but so we ask for her prayers, uh, your prayers oh, wow. for her, but your prayers have already helped heal her. She's in, 
excellent spirits. Uh, she is kind of back to a normal schedule. Um, she's uh, 19 months now uh, clear. Uh, and all those people who have helped us through the family fund, uh, God bless you. Uh, you know, we're, we're very optimistic about the coming year. Yeah, and I, I do want to encourage people watching the Stone Family Fund. I, I wish I could get my finger to point over there, but it won't go over the screen. Stone Family Fund below there, it's right there on the screen. I really encourage you to support that. I know we've done that several times from here as well. So this very, is very strong, helpful. God bless you. Yeah, and for anyone that might have missed that, you know, you you know, we know the word, you said the word lawfare. Just think of the warfare we're under. That's what we're all used to warfare. Lawfare is just warfare to try and wear out. Uh, the saints in this case. So yeah, look, it's all lawfare. The whole idea is to run up huge legal bills for you and drag your name through the mud with their media buddies. And then when the case against you is dismissed, that doesn't even get a paragraph, but it's a headline when they file the fake case against you. Uh, I don't think this is ever going to end. I mean, people don't recognize uh, that it's very difficult for me to travel it's very difficult for me to go out in public, the grocery store, the drugstore, yeah. a, a restaurant, uh, without some uh, confrontation of some kind. Sometimes it's just a nasty word. Sometimes it's a sneer and an obscenity. Sometimes uh, they want to get physical. Um, mm. Here's what I found. In the old days, I would have F-bombed them. But yeah. since I'm uh, now a better person than that, I say, when they say, you're a Russian traitor and a piece of crap, I say... I'll pray for you. I'll be praying <laughs> that's for good. you. Well, you know, completely insane. They go crazy when you say that. I, that is, that's really good to hear. I was, that almost feeds into my final question I, I was going to ask is because I'd written down, it's like the, it's like God has softened your heart, but he's hardened your resolve. Um, to, but you're fighting differently. So what you, I was just going to, what I would, I would have asked that you might've then responded with what you just said. It's like you, you do have a softer heart and I can tell it's even getting softer since I've known you, but yeah, well, you've never, you've sure. never, I'm happy to address it. Look, the hardest thing about being a Christian, the hardest thing about my redemption, there are two things. One, uh, elitists from the New York times and CNN and others, the daily beast. And so they look at this and they say, that's a head fake. That's stone acting. That's stone posing. That's stone trying to uh, elicit public uh, sympathy. Uh, you know, I, I, it bothers me a little bit, but not much. Because I don't really care what they think. I only care what, what he thinks. Mm -hmm. Donna told me this. She said, look, the Lord knows if you're sincere or not. You can't fool God. You can't play games with God. Right. Robin Bullock told me, look, you, you were saved for a reason. When the stone uh, is released, the giant will fall. The stone mm -hmm. is still in flight. Uh, uh, I, you know, I, it is uh, the chapter from Deuteronomy that he has sent me, 31.6, I think it is. I have it scotch taped here. Uh, it is uh, uh, all of the verses of scripture sent to me by Christians uh, to bolster my wife and I in this time uh, of struggle. Uh, but uh, uh, it is uh, it, it is different. Uh, it, it's it's very different uh, having to travel, you know, uh, with either paid security or uh, at least a friend. Uh, many, many, many people are friendly. Many, many people tell me that they have prayed for us. That yeah. happens every single day. We prayed for you and your wife. We saw what they did to you in Washington. It was a show trial. Uh, people people say, what about that jury four woman? How come she said in jury selection she never heard of you, didn't know anything about your case, but then we found out she was attacking you on Twitter and Facebook the year before you were charged, but she had those 
posts on a private setting. Uh, so she lied. And then she quietly deleted them after my trial. So she lied to get on the trial. She attacked me regarding the very case that she would later be selected as a juror in. Uh, and the judge ruled that this was not evidence of bias. And she refused to vacate my conviction and give me a new trial. Had I had a second trial, I would have done much differently. My lawyers uh, did not put up the fight that I wanted to put up. I, I prepared 800 articles of evidence in my case, videos, audios, text messages, emails that proved that uh, everything I said to the committee was true. Now, to be convicted of violating the False Statements Act anyway, you your statement to oath under Congress in this case has to both be both willful, but more importantly, has to be material. So if you made misstatements, but they don't hide any underlying crime or uh, inappropriate behavior, which is certainly the case, because Mueller finds no Russian collusion in my case. He doesn't allege it. He, he implies that there's some coordination with WikiLeaks, but he never produces any evidence of that. That's not what I was convicted of. Uh, and uh, on November 3rd of 2020, after this long nightmare was over by a presidential pardon, mm. a federal court ordered the release of the last remaining redacted section of Mueller's report, which had been withheld from us at trial by the trial judge, in which he himself uh, could not sugarcoat the fact that he had, quote, no factual evidence, close quote, regarding my collusion with Russians, collaboration with WikiLeaks or involvement in the phishing and publication of John Podesta's epically embarrassing emails. Uh, and he goes on to say in his secret report, even if he had found such evidence, he's not convinced it would have been a crime because it may have been, it would have been First Amendment protected political activity. So, uh, mm -hmm. but no one knows that because uh, the Justice Department released it at midnight on the election day of the presidential election. Uh. The fastest news day in the world to bury it. Uh, the New York Times, the Washington Post, uh, no one has ever reported it other than BuzzFeed. Uh, they said I was vindicated, strangely enough. It was BuzzFeed who, who brought the lawsuit to demand release of this report. They were going to keep it sealed forever. They want to seal the COVID-19 uh, records for, for 70 years. They want to seal the January uh, 6th records for 50 years. I mean, this is, a, this is an outrageous trend where they cover up their misdeeds so good well roger thank you so much for sharing your faith and your wisdom and this you know present historical it's not historical that it's not that old but we appreciate that very much we'll have you back in tomorrow especially as the election draws nearer and nearer um you know i had so many things that I, that could have happened might have happened uh that i'll ask you about later but you know even that i understood trump they said Trump actually said if he was nominated for the chair, for the speaker, he would accept it. Was that true? Did he actually agree that he would do that at the last minute? Uh, yeah, but at the same time, I think he was trying to whip votes for Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, he, that's he what I wondered. He made his bed with McCarthy. I think that, uh, that Matt Gates uh, did two brilliant things. One, uh, the nomination of Byron Donalds for governor and Af for speaker, African-American, a true patriot, a great yeah. guy, a great member, young, dynamic, Christian, conservative, from a, a safe district. Uh, he would have been an excellent speaker in lieu of McCarthy. Uh, he was in line with the Freedom Caucus agenda, which not every member of the Freedom Caucus was 
willing to apply to this leadership vote. Mm. Uh, he was uh, African-American at a time that the Democrats have selected an African-American as their leader. Uh, then on the next ballot, and he ultimately got a, a, a block of votes. Byron Donalds is now probably the front runner for governor in the state of Florida, uh, whether uh, DeSantis uh, fills out his term, but is would be barred by law from seeking another term, uh, or uh, even if DeSantis should somehow leave office because he runs for president and is elected, which I don't believe is going to happen. Um, I just want the governor to keep his promises here uh, on the key issues. So uh, it, it is, uh, it's is—it's going to be a very exciting year. I, yeah. I would ask people to pray for Donald Trump, uh, pray for his safety. Uh, now that their entire narrative has collapsed regarding documents, now we know that Joe Biden was, was keeping uh, classified documents and maybe uh, putting them in a place where the red Chinese had access to our most basic and important national security secrets, uh, that case against Trump collapses. So now they will go back to January 6th. They're desperate to charge him with some crime that would specifically eliminate his ability to be a candidate for federal office. Uh, I've been uh, I've been in court with this Justice Department. They are politicized. They are vicious and they are tough. Uh, those who say, oh, that's not going to happen. This guy, Jack Smith, who I uh, read some about, is a very tough customer and tough prosecutor. His wife is a major donor uh, to Obama and I believe Biden. Uh, mm. So he is a, he's very clearly a partisan, uh, but he's a lot tougher and smarter than Robert Mueller, who, as we now know, was around the bend. He was turned out that he was a front man for others. Uh, so uh, it is a. Uh, uh, he was basically frontman for Andrew Weissman, the epically corrupt deputy who was the de facto boss of the failed Russian collusion hoax. Uh, again, their claim uh, that Paul Manafort uh, gave poll numbers to a Russian uh, intelligence asset uh, on, when he was with the Trump campaign, and that is the evidence of Russian collusion. Uh, first of all, the poll numbers in question had not, that poll hadn't even been taken. Manafort has no proprietary numbers. Uh, the poll numbers that were sent to his uh, friend, a guy named Kalimnik, were from publicly published polls. Right, right. And, and the claim that Kalimnik is a Russian uh, intelligence asset doesn't hold up under inspection because uh, he was regularly briefing the U.S. Embassy in Kiev. His name was so sensitive as an informant that it was redacted in cables in which information that he gave to the U.S. government regularly uh, were cabled back to the State Department and to the intelligence services. So he's mm. not a Russian agent. He never was. He was never passed proprietary poll information because the poll had not yet been taken. Manafort ha was in the field, but he had no numbers. And the numbers given to Kalimnik were public. But that's not Russian collusion. That $30 million, $300 million, pardon me, paid for that phony claim of Russian collusion. There is no Russian collusion. That's what's so ludicrous about my conviction, Steve. I, I'm convicted of lying to cover up for Donald Trump for the Russian collusion, which doesn't exist. It's not even possible yeah. to lie about something that doesn't exist. I passed three lie detector tests on this. Uh, I went to three polygraphs conducted Gee. by the same people who do it for the Florida State Police and the FBI. Uh, and they all concluded that I had not colluded with the Russians and that everything I said about WikiLeaks and the source of my knowledge was true and legal. 
Wow. Roger, thank you so much. Uh, uh, I appreciate it very much. We are, we are all the better for having you on the program. We'll do it again. Give our love to your wife and our prayers to your wife and she's, that she will remain cancer-free and that other condition that's bothering her. We'll continue to pray for her healing. So quick reminder to our viewers that tomorrow is with Kat and Steve. Don't miss that. Have a great day. Thanks again and again, Roger. Blessings, blessings to you. Thank you. By the way, I should say you can watch my show, The Stone Zone. Yes. Five o'clock Eastern uh, at stonezone.live. Stonezone.live. We talk about news, politics, history, uh, religion, art, culture, food, style. It's all there. All that. Awesome. All right, everybody. We'll see you then this time, same time tomorrow. God bless you, everyone. Have a great day. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.